Yo! Welcome to an episode of Get Close. I am your co-host, Gio. And I'm Bart. And you know, like, a lot of people, when they look at us, right, they go, oh, man. I we like are hot. That's what they say when they see me. Sure. But they go, oh, man, that's a really cool life. But not everyone has, like, a just upward line, right? Everyone has been a loser in their life. Yeah. Everyone has been good at something. Yeah. Bad at something. Yeah. So one of the things that I was thinking about, and I just kind of wanted to explore our past, is uh, what were your... I'm still a loser. I know. But hey. so, like, so think even more losery. Oh, man. What, what, what job did you perform the best at? Like, you're like, man, when I had this job, I freaking crushed it. And what job were you like, dude, I was literally the shittiest employee, and I am surprised they didn't fire me sooner. I've never been a shitty employee. Yeah, right. No, I swear to God. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so I've never really had more than two jobs, like actual jobs. Okay. So I worked at the bookstore slash um, coffee. Uh, let's say even um, non-paying jobs. Like I, I was the class historian and man, I fucked it all up. Like go down to second <laughs> grade, you know what I mean? I was never that, that much of a fuck up. So let me- How are let me you not more it. successful now? How'd you end up with me? That's what I ask myself every goddamn morning. If you crush at every single job, you so should like, be with Elon Musk. So, no, not that I... So, can I explain, goddammit? Yeah. Are you asking me a question? I think you're doing a bad job right now. I'm about to fucking kick you with this. Is my foot dirty? Oh, you're lucky. It's clean. Finally. Um. So, can I explain myself? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I've only had two jobs, right? Mm -hmm. So, the first one, it was at a at a textbook, college textbook, textbook store uh, on the off season, it was like primarily a coffee shop slash um, juice bar. Mm -hmm. Okay. My second job. So I worked there. Like the first job, maybe about two years uh, full time, mm -hmm. part time. Sorry. Full time. I don't even remember. I'm so You don't even know now. the difference between the two. Yeah, I think it was full time. I think it was full time. Um, and then once I graduated college and when I was kind of like about to wrap up college, I was working at a bank and then I was working my way up. Right. But so you also started, interned at Universal Music. Yeah, but that's not like a... So that was so short. I said even class historian I know, but I didn't grade. suck at any of it. I mean, obviously I didn't get hired because I probably didn't... I didn't fucking Let's kill it. Let's examine that because you didn't kill it. But I, they didn't tell me that I sucked. They just were like, cool, thank you for the internship. See you later. When you audition for a show, do they tell you that you don't get it? I don't know, do they? They let you know you sucked by not calling you back. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess I sucked. I just don't know how I sucked. Cause you're asking me what? I, okay, what the fuck do you want? So, you're what? Forty seven now, <laughs> fuck right? Fuck off! I knew that was coming. You piece of shit. So and you know, like every phase in life that you get better at, right? You look back and you go, "Oh, I wasn't as good as I thought I was." So you're telling me, at forty nine. <laughs> fuck you <laughs> that you're still admiring the work you put in at 22 no, no i keep trying to tell you can i explain myself god damn it yeah hurry up okay so when i worked at the bank i was really focused on like climbing up the corporate ladder i knew i wanted to be like some type of suit wearing bitch you know what i mean yeah so i wanted that you look good in suits too thank you very Turns much I, I agree but um compliments aside i was really focused on climbing Right. So I want to say about year two to three, I was like in business banking. I was working with like high profile um, um, business owners and stuff. But at the tail end of that, right before I started to like 
when I fucking left, I was so overworking there because I had been introduced to the life of wait, uh, overworking or overworking. Work. I'm over You're over that it. job. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I was introduced to you, your lifestyle, this alternative way of living that I was just like, wait, what the fuck am I doing here at this job? And then at that point, it was literally from from night and day. I was just like, boom, I'm out. Like Wait. mentally just checked out. I didn't give a fuck so hard that once I put in my two weeks notice, literally the next day, maybe the second day, um, my manager was like, hey, you know what? Um, it's okay if you just don't finish out your two weeks here because you're really influencing the other staff and no one else wants to like, everyone is just rubbing off, like you're rub rubbing off on everyone and no one really wants to work. Like everyone's work ethic went. That happened at the beginning of the two weeks? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, so I got paid for like not showing up to work because I was just like so checked out for that last week. What was the difference? Like what, what, what's a stellar geo and then what's like putting in the two weeks geo? Um, so Stellar Geo was always on time, which is obviously baseline, right? But you would be surprised how many people don't do that. Um, I was always going above and beyond to like get new accounts. Uh, I was coming up with different events. Like I didn't see anyone really be as proactive as me. I was like, Hey, I noticed that this business is over here. This business over here. Is it okay with you manager? If like I can have this block of time and I want to put together an event and like be out there and she'd be like, yo, that's tight. She's like, well, who, what, what, um, like staff do you want to take with you and i'd be like oh i want that guy and that guy what would other people do to just stay in the branch they were just very passive oh so that's why like every quarter i was getting all these like hefty bonuses um that later i would have to fucking use because i would always crash my fucking car but besides the point um every quarter i was getting bonuses just because i was hitting all my goal goals and then some um Whereas everyone else was just like doing what was listed on the job description, you were going above and beyond. Yeah, I mean, there was like there was like a couple people, I guess, like me and maybe another person or like two other people. Um, but no one like I, I mean, I'm just like focused on myself, right? Like I'm just looking at other people and what they're doing. And I'm like, man, I'm just trying to get I'm just trying to stack my chips. I'm trying to just keep climbing. What What made you have that like ambition? Um... I've always had this idea of things that I want, which tend to be material just because that's all I really knew at the time. Um, so the first one was my car, right? Like I wanted to get a car. I wanted to buy it on my own. So I'm like, what does it take for that? Um, lucky for me, I qualified for financial aid. So I was like, sick. That's, that's where my money's going. Yeah. Like, Because for me, car equals freedom. Freedom equals exploring. And then I already had like my checklist of what I wanted in my life, right? Like I, I had my timeline of... Um, I want to climb the corporate ladder. Um, I want to be a businesswoman. Um, I wanted to be financially stable. Uh, then at that point, I wanted to meet someone, get married, buy a house, have kids, boom, life done, right? So I had like this checklist of things that I wanted to do. Um, and the first step for that was freedom, like driving around, like uh, exploring different areas in my city, outside of my city, all that stuff. So that was the first one. And then once I got that car, I was like, um, my next car that I want is, I wanted a Honda because everyone like, so I got a Geo, ironically enough. Um, Geo Prism. I know. Um, they don't make those no more. No, they don't. Good. And every time, I know. It was such a reliable car though. Really? Yeah, it was stick shift. It was probably the name. No one liked it. What do you mean? Everyone likes a Geo. I've never heard that phrase before. Geography, geometry, 
I always hear people saying they hate those subjects. That's All true. three of those subjects. That's true. Well, that's why they probably like me so much because I'm like the opposite of those. Say some shit. Go I dare ahead. you. So were you like this in elementary school? Like ambitious where you're like. Nah, I don't I don't think so. So you weren't stellar though as a I kid. No. You just told me you were stellar as a kid. Huh? I like just in told school? You, yeah. I was like, what about at like second grade class historian? Were you crushing it? And you're like. You said all that shit. I didn't hear any of that. What? Yeah. <laughs> I was here, but I guess I didn't hear that. No, what did you say? Because I was telling you, I was asking, because you said you only had two jobs, right? Yeah. Two jobs. I was like, all jobs. No. I was like, down, to, are you hearing me this time? Yes. Down to the second grade class no, historian. Did you see, do you, do you fucking see this fucking fourth place right here? Do you see all my report cards up there? They're fucking shitty. Okay, I need to read, we need to, I need to re-ask you everything then, because okay. I don't know if we've been having the same conversation. I thought you just meant in like working. I said all jobs down to the second grade class historian nah. or universal music literally any person goes i bestow this responsibility no one upon gave me you any responsibility in school you weren't in charge I of putting the handballs away no nah. okay so then okay so what so when you just said i crushed it my whole life you didn't crush your whole i life. thought you meant specifically work so that's my mistake can you clarify the whole thing just for the record because i'm confused now um so i thought you just meant in work like me as a working person okay so now you, with my new understanding, can you yeah. clarify the whole thing? Um, so I where, sucked at Where did school. you suck ass at? And school. what were you good at? School, and I'm good at hustling. That you was didn't it. hustle in school? Not really. I didn't see it as a... So I think I was so deprived of like human interaction that I just saw school as a way to hang out with friends or as a way to just see people. Because like in my... The way I grew up is... Um, grew up in the hood. My mom, luckily, was a teacher in a really good neighborhood and um because of that i was able to go to school there because you know how usually schools you you can't go um outside of like your zip code or like your area in which you live mm -hmm. so the area in which i live the school i'm supposed to go to is fucking ghetto uh and my mom was just like no we're not having that so my mom did a really good job of protecting me from all of that where unfortunately for me growing up i was just inside my house the whole time like i couldn't go out in my front yard even like outside of my gate to play with anyone i didn't know any of my neighbor kids like um so it was like school was like the only time i could like hang out so when i was there i was fucking distracted because i'm like all i wanted to do was just talk to my friends so i was always the kid and i'm sure you can relate to this um that was like in a desk facing the fucking wall because i wouldn't shut the fuck up um so like yeah i didn't really care for like grades or any of that so you stuff. did horrible in school absolutely horrible yeah so i think like maybe um like elementary intermediate because my parents had such a heavy hand in my studies that i was just average like i wasn't above average i'm like a 4.0 but i was probably like a 3.2 3.5 you 3 know like that's pretty good like okay then maybe 3.2 or 3.0 3.2 then aren't you sure you're not sure you're it's not 2.5 or something 2.5 that was high school like high school was when it was like fucking because i think 2.5 is uh is a Mexican 3.0. Fuck off, dude. I'm serious. No, it's not. I've never seen so many Mexicans it's cheer not. of getting It's not a, a Mexican thing, okay? Mexicans will get 3.0 and then they got straight A's in No, they don't. Stop it. That's not even true. You don't even hang out with Mexicans. I live in the 626. Half of it is Mexican. Yeah, but you only kicked it with Asian people. No. I sit next to Mexicans in my class because I can smell them. They smell fucking bomb, I know. Huh? The laundry is really good. Yep, really good. The soap. 
the cologne. We got the scents on lock. So what's the biggest difference between um, the crushing it geo and then the two weeks one then? Um, and like, let's say you put yourself in a uh, power position. Would you have fired that one like immediately? Fired the two weeks one? Yeah. Yeah, of course. What were you doing? That's so different. Like, I just didn't. I just really didn't care about shit. If someone comes in, I'd be like, uh, like, you could just even see it in my posture. Like, I walk in and I'm already like, <sighs> like, I didn't want to engage with anyone. Like, um, I mean, I was still kind of professional, you know, but like, I wasn't giving attitude or anything, anything like that. But I definitely like it was just such a, a stark difference. What's the difference? Um, That like what I was saying, like, I would wake up. Hey, good morning. What's up? I'm trying to like talk to everyone. I'm mm. trying to like um, have like really engaging conversations with like any of my business clients so that I can see if I can get more business. Um, I was always trying to strategize like with my bosses and just trying to be like, Hey, okay. So then who was like the top side, like picking their brain all the time. Um, and, um, uh, like even like investment bankers, I was always trying to learn from them and talk to them and then just be like, okay, well, what is your, what are your guys' strategies? Like, where do you go from here? Like just constantly trying to find my ins and anything. Um, and then just even with my coworkers, right? Like even just trying to encourage them. I was always trying to be really positive, like um, like trying to set the example. Uh, and then the two weeks one was just like quiet, more reserved. Um, Did you close any deals or close anything nah, during the two weeks? No, nah, I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, I was just like, I'm out of here. See you, losers. Did you feel guilty for like, no, maybe, maybe not then, but afterwards? Did you feel no, guilty for like? Never. Really? Yeah. So like the bank that I worked for was so fucking corporate yeah. that like no one really got close to you like that. And you didn't really get close. Like it's just so massive. Like mm. you don't really get to, it's not like a small business where you know directly who the owner is and you like you have uh, actual conversations it's with like them. It's like a bazillion branches. Yeah. It's a bazillion branches and just a bazillion steps to get to anyone that's like, and everyone just seems so fake in corporate. I see. You know, like everyone is just like, Everyone's semi-checked out. So chipper and like fucking like goody two shoes and you think you're so funny. And I'm just like, mm. bro, this feels so fake. I see. Um, So there was there was really no personality to a lot of anyone that from above that came down. Like it just felt like it was um slightly demeaning a little bit. Demeaning? Cause it, yeah, because it was just like, um, I don't know, maybe it could be my own insecurities at that time. But like it just didn't feel genuine. You know, like it was all about sales. It was all about the numbers and stuff. And I was for that, right? Because I'm like, I'm going to get commission off of this. Let's go. Let's write it out. But it got to the point where there was just no heart or anything in it. So that's why when I checked out, like I knew no one was going to give a fuck about me anyway. Like I was just a number. Mm. Yeah, I was just an ID. Like if I left, it wasn't going to make a difference. Yeah. I see. Yeah. My worst job ever um that i'm like man i did a really really bad job was uh i think my first like actual legit job in high school i think i was 16 or 17 and at that time i think everyone's kind of material driven in high school because you don't know anything else that's bigger than yourself or like your passion well who right? are your influences right yeah your buddies well that or just like these fucking pop stars oh yeah for me i didn't give a shit about the pop stars for me it was more about my buddies and I'm like, oh, man. So you bought, like, that Civic? Oh, I saw him, like, put a sound system in. Oh, they bought an exhaust? I'm like, dude, how much is that exhaust? Like, 300 bucks. I'm like, dude, where'd you get 300 bucks from? That's and a lot of money. Yeah, and oh, I worked here. And then so I had one of them hook me up with an interview, and it's for this telemarketing place. So uh, 
and it was like a, a one day tryout. So it's like an eight hour tryout, but it wasn't very stringent because like I think in that first day there might have been like, I don't know, maybe like 12 people showed up and it was like a group hiring process. Uh, is everyone 16 or is it just like a range of range? Ages? I'm 16, 50 year old lady. Some ex-con guy with tattoos on his face. Just all his minimum wage. Did you right? look sixteen? I feel like you look fucking like thirteen or nine. I don't know. I don't know. I thought I was a man. Were you bald? Either bald or had bangs. You know that nineties look. What are these bangs you keep talking about? Because I just keep picturing these two little fucking cockroaches. Like you would be like like uh I would shave like like the rest oh of it is God. like this and then I would like slick it back. Oh uh, okay 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 those are bangs got it yeah. got it so got it just got the it. front right just yeah 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 regardless of how you style it. You yeah, just yeah. only had bangs. Got it. The back was like a little short crew cut and then like fade, you know? Got it. Got it. Yeah. So it was like um, all, all walks of life. Minimum wage. I think it was like seven bucks, maybe six twenty five at the time. God damn. You remember? I forgot. Something like that. And um, and I just thought the hiring process was so easy. It was like like it was just basic. Hi, bye. Hey, if someone wants to hang up or if they go like this, what do you go? uh what do you uh what do you do like how do you reconcile the situation and the most sad was there's this older lady i think that she really needed a job Aww. but she was just say the dumbest shit oh and then i'm like at, at that point give me an at, example at that um man it would be like um like Here, let's say me. let's say uh okay it would be like um hello hi uh hi i'm calling on behalf of honda and we'd like to conduct a survey on uh the 2002 crvs and on my record it shows that you own one yeah i do um could i get some uh can i conduct a survey with you yeah i'm concerned okay so yeah there is there has been this recall for airbags uh, i just wanted to know if your airbag if it had any type of issues um they've never deployed no um does your airbag light ever go on no. So it'd be calls like that, right? Which is live calls. Um, but we just did it like a uh, like an acting one yep. before you go on a live call. And the main thing was just like you always want to try twice at the minimum. So if someone hangs up on you, you give them the benefit of the doubt that the line cut. So you'd always call back. Hey, I'm so sorry. I lost you or uh, whatever. And they try to bring up the conversation. If they hang up on you again, then you're just. You get it. Yeah. You're like, okay, cool. We're being rude or whatever. Yeah. So uh, the lady would just wouldn't know what to do, wouldn't know how to bring the conversation back up even though she was literally given a script Aww. like there's a, there's a literal script for every every company because we're it's a we're an outsourced telemarketing company you get scripts for like toasters phones cars like just conducting random surveys or whatever right and uh she would just didn't know what to do She'd free she couldn't think on the fly yeah and i felt bad because at the end of the eight hour like group hiring because it's kind of like an audition like four hours class lunch and the four hours like let's put it into to test and she cried on her way out because she didn't make it. And that, that was when I was like, you know, before as a kid, like growing up super Asian, um, my parents didn't really want me to work because they want me to focus on my studies. Yeah, I was right? going to ask you, like, how did you get that at 16? Yeah, they, they wanted me to focus on my studies. That a lot is of, your job. Yeah. A lot of East Asians are like, don't work. I cover you because if I cover you, you go to a like Ivy League school. When you come back, your salary, like the return on the investment is high on that end. Yeah. So why make pennies now? Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, when I was 16, that's already me getting kicked out of like four different schools. My parents already gave up on me. So I think me wanting to get a, get a job. My dad's like, like, just anything, just stay out of that fucking jail. God yeah. My it. dad's like, if you're not gonna go to school, you might as well go to get a, get a job, do something. Right. And, um, but it was really eye opening, and I'm like, man, like I can totally see why it's good to put your kids into jobs early. Cause you get to see all walks of life. 
and that was the first time I think I felt really appreciative because I was like, dude, this lady's 50 something. Yeah. I have more skills than her. Yeah. How the fuck is she ever going to succeed? Yeah. Right. That's quite fucking crazy. Well, anyways, I got hired and um, but this was during my raving days. And, you know, when you get hired and you don't have seniority, they give you the shittiest hours. So the hours I always got were Saturdays at seven. Come on. Um, that's when the fucking raves are about to fucking like, pop off. Like Saturdays at Sunday, uh, seven, Sundays at seven. Oh, and I was trying to book weekends only because I was trying to go to school, even though it's so hard because there's all these raves. So I always ditch school, but I, I wanted to do good. And so I would go party and then I would uh, come out of the rave at like four, five a.m. And I would just sleep in the parking lot of the, the telemarketing place. And then I would go and I literally on like an hour of sleep, still kind of got like locked jaw from the ecstasy of all night, you know, and I'm like going in there and I get my script and then I have my headphones and you're in a cubicle, like literally. That's like, kind of good though, because you're so empathetic. So you can like really listen and like really sell. But not when you're like on the come down, you're tired as oh. fuck and your mouth is like has blisters from chewing all night, you know, and I haven't ate because like there's they put meth in ecstasy too. So you're now the hunger is finally coming. You know that Man, feeling? You're a fucking shit show. You know that feeling when you're dehydrated and then the hunger's coming and you're on the come down and you're just, your serotonin's fucking zapped? It's like that. So I show up there. I'm doing it. I'm literally like, it's an auto, auto caller too. So it's one of those where if you hang up, the next, the next number one. on the leads list, boom, they call it for you. You don't have to press any number. And then, unless you want to manually do it. So I'd be like, beep, beep. And then like, the how the place is structured, it's like, man, it's, it's really good. There's cubicles in a big square, and then there's a control center in the in the middle. So that boss in the middle can turn around 360 and look at all the open cubicles, and he can tap into everyone's phone and hear what they're saying. Oh, crazy, huh? Right? That's really cool. Yeah, like I guess some people will call it micromanaging. For me, I would say quality control is extremely high. And uh, with that type of attitude that I had, though, there's times where I'm like, okay, how do I prop myself up here? Where from the back, it looks like I'm awake. You son of a bitch. And how do I like, I would try to like fidget with the phone to see if I can make it where it's like, like the phone's on dial tone or it's like busy. So if he clicks in, it, it doesn't seem like it's, it's me, it's the other person. And I'd be like this. And I'd like support myself on the, on my hand or whatever. I, I was literally like the shittiest employee Did ever. Did he catch you? Yeah. How many times? So, um, my boss was a former cholo and he's from White Fence. Have you heard of White Fence? Yeah. It's like a OG, OG, like yeah. gang, right? And it's he's bald, literally tattered white fence on the back of his head. So the minute I got hired, I already respected him. I was like, oh, man, this guy's not from that's one. where you were, right? Or this is after your trollo phase? This is after my, well, after my, like, gangster thug phase. But I knew all the hoods, like, just of the SGV. And so when I saw that, I'm like, okay, this guy, like. He's for real, bro. I can't pull fast one. And he would try to talk very professional with his trollo yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, I know. I could already hear him. But what's dope is. He earned that manager position. So he's one of those guys that's like, hey, fool, let me talk to you. Like, like, you know, like he's still like, he established the way it needs to be, you know? And then so he, caught, he caught me sleeping once, sleeping twice. I'm caught you sleeping. Yeah. And not the, slipping. And then, uh, then he would like, one time I was sleeping I and I think he was fed up. He was like, bar through my headset. So he didn't even come and like tap on me. He, I think he was listening in so, and he just talked to me. He goes, bar, come here. And then he was like, hey, man. Uh, we don't need you tomorrow. And I was like, fuck, in my brain, I'm like, am I getting fired? That was your first time? This episode of Get Close is brought to you by Manscaped. Summer is here. 
it's freaking hot. And if you're like me, then you got sweaty balls all the time, which is freaking dope of Manscaped to come out with these brand new boxers that they took two years to design. And I'm wearing them right now, and they are the most comfortable cooling boxers that I know, especially when I was in Hawaii. I wore them for sure because it's also humid out there. And I don't know what it is. Every time it gets hot and sweaty and humid, this might be TMI, it gets kind of itchy down there. And I almost feel like I want to put a baby powder, but then I also don't want to look ridiculous with baby powder like falling down my shorts and making me look all dusty and stuff. So I don't do that. But these guys are freaking awesome because they have all kinds of technology built into it. So they got like, uh, it's made out of super soft fabric. They got this trademark jewel pouch so that, you know, it has that, that perfect support that you need and it's extremely breathable. And then I used also the lawnmower 4.0 so i shave everything so just get rid of the whole jungle down there and the humidity is gone so if you got a similar situation like me here's 20 percent off your order with free shipping use the code get close g-e-t-c-l-o-s-e at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code get close at manscaped.com once the boxers 2.0 touch your sack You'll never go back. This episode of Get Close is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Did you know that if you're surfing online and you're searching stuff, even if you're in incognito mode, that your internet service provider can still track all of your activity? And it doesn't matter what mode you're in or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. So that's why if you care about your privacy, you want to get ExpressVPN. Honestly, as soon as I turn on my computer, I turn on ExpressVPN before I go online because I don't want any ads. I don't want anything being sold to me. I don't want anything uh, that is affecting my online experience that I am not in control of. So ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time I don't even have it on because I literally click it and it's just running in the background. Doesn't bug me one bit. And ExpressVPN is also available on all of your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for not using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider. And if you use this exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash get close, you can get an extra three months for free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash get close. Expressvpn.com slash get close to learn more. Secure your online experience. These days, who knows who's watching, hackers, I just don't trust anybody, so you want to get on this. ExpressVPN.com slash get close. Yeah, because like... You fucking loser. I've never been fired, you piece of shit. Because you know movies, they go, you're fired. But yeah. in real life, no one says those words. Please tell me you had like a little box with like a fucking plant and shit. No, because like, every mm. time you go in, it's a different cubicle. You don't I know, own the cubicle. dude, but I just want... I wish that could have been you because I've never been fired. So I don't know what that feels like. Yeah. But this whole like... Hmm. Oh, and I would show up in my rave clothes 
<laughs> describe that because I didn't I didn't live through that phase. So like either a baggy ass pants, baggy shirt. But if I wore a really baggy white shirt, you know, you're laying on the floor. So there's like a piece of gum stuck Shut here. Shut the fuck like, up. Stains you're disgusting. Here. Or if I wore a bandana underneath my hat, like I'm like fucking half drenched over here. Or I might have like some a fucking pacifier residue or some shit. Like it's just I could assume I look disgusting. Because after you go to a rave, the first thing you want to do is take a hot shower and melt everything off. Yeah. But I went to work like that. And that was like the worst. Uh, What's the dress code like? Anything It didn't matter? Okay. Because you're not facing My the manager is from White Fence. And he dressed that literally like a cholo. doesn't matter. Like a cholo. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. Big ass bend date. I mean, you're on the phone. So I don't think there was a dress code. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how professional they wanted you uh, to be. Oh, true. But yeah, that was my. Because you know, if you dress a certain way, then you carry yourself a certain way. So if they make you come up. In a, not that they would, but like in a button shirt, then you're probably going to sit upright because it's just uncomfortable. You know what I mean? True. Yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah. uh, I ended up uh, working for a, as much as I hated like telemarketing, I ended up working for a mortgage company later on. It makes sense. Which is what on the phone. What other fucking experience do you have? Which is on the phone. And uh, you have to have um, a dress shirt and tie. See? Yeah. It's mindset, baby. Yeah, yeah. It was a mindset. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So that was like my worst performing and I would... That's that, embarrassing. That, that's the job that, you know, like when you're looking at like your best performing jobs, you're like, all right, that's not making it on the resume. Yeah. No <laughs> references to that one. No references. No need to even know that existed. Dude, the uh, so the closest I have to that feeling yeah. is when I was told um, by my coach. So this is uh, my junior year in high school. Freshman. Okay, let me let me backtrack. So like elementary, intermediate school or middle school. Um my parents were always checking up on my grades. They were just on my ass, right? So even with all that, I was still an average ass student, right? Like A's and B's. Okay. If I got a C, holy shit, I was in trouble. But like A's and B's primarily. Um, when I went to high school, I had a little bit more freedom. Freshman year, maybe the first semester or quarter. Semester, right? Um, I, was still, I was still pretty good, like in the threes. Second quarter, like lower threes. Third quarter, fourth quarter, senior, uh, sophomore year, like my grades just fucking tanked. 1.0. Uh, like what, what made it tank so hard? I just, I didn't give a fuck. Like I just wanted to hang out. Like I would ditch class. I was fucking smoking weed. Like I was just everywhere else except in school. Mm. Like I was physically there, but mentally just, I just want to have a good time. Um, and I knew that um, because I had seen my sister be the example, I knew that after... Uh, college without question I mean uh, after high school without question I'm going to college and to get into college you're either taking the SAT or you go from like JC up to like um four year of uh four year yeah. university so then um the end of my like the fourth quarter or semester of my sophomore year I was like dude like I need to change this shit like this is I'm, I'm a fucking loser right now and I felt really shitty so then um that's when I wanted to start applying for sports. And like uh, during that summer, like I, I tried out, I made the team, um, but I was still kind of one foot in, one foot out. Like where I'm like, fuck, I still want to hang out. Like, I mean, I'm just picking myself up from being a fucking super loser. So I didn't, the first semester, second semester maybe of my junior year, I couldn't get my grades high enough, but I was really into volleyball. Like, fuck, it was so fun. I had my group of friends. All the girls were super cool. They also like were kind of bad. So I was like, sick, I get the best of both. But I just knew my my life was going to now be in like an upward trend, upward trend. Um, and I was so tight with the coach and the coach really liked me. I really liked her. And um, 
my grades came back and I think I was like like at a two point I don't know whatever the threshold is I was like right beneath it oh and she was like I'm so sorry but you can't you can't play the semester like I can't let you play and I remember I was, one of the um the speeches we would get from our coaches in high school would be like you're a student athlete student, student comes first, first. Yeah. yeah same that happened to me too yeah and it was fucking soul crushing because like she's not trying to kick me off the team but like she has to yeah so like i was just so rejected and so heartbroken and i was like what the? that was like my lowest of the lows that i had felt at that point i'm like fuck like this is a sport how can i not be in a fucking sport like i should be able to just fucking be on this team and i just was like fuck i'm a shitty fucking human right now and i like never wanted to feel that again did you get your grades back up so you can continue oh absolutely playing? yeah oh. yeah absolutely but um but yeah yeah and then after like my senior year and stuff i played but it was fucking did you feel like that did you feel like super rejected or you were like not nah, white fence boss I get it. You should have kicked me out sooner. Um, it's hard to say. I don't know if I was like a in a really deep, deep state of depression. Uh, because, you know, um it it's kinda like I think everything's relative, right? So when you're like balling and like you know, when you watch like those NFL documentaries and then they're like, Man, I had the world, I had a private jet. Um, I lost my mansion now. Are you comparing yourself to an NFL no, no, baller? No, no, no. Um, and then they're like, <laughs> um, I had a private jet. I had like a Bentleys and stuff. And now I just got to drive my Lexus. And everyone's like, boo-hoo, boo-hoo, right? But it's relative. And I think it's relative on the other end too, where I think I was so fucking depressed for my parents splitting up, getting kicked out of like 20 million schools, so getting kicked out of school is like getting firing to the worst. It's like not not it's because it's not just um, you got rejected from your own community. It's, yeah, it's not just you're fired. The equivalent is you're fired and you're not welcome in this industry ever again. And your entire parents know that because when you get fired, it's just by yourself. When you get expelled, you go to the district office and the district has to expel you, you know, and um. Most people don't even know where the fuck the district office is for their school. I'm familiar with every single district that I've been a part of because every single time I got in so much trouble, it had to get escalated beyond the principal. Most people don't even know who's past the principal. You know, I know superintendent exactly, right? but I and, I and I know the superintendent. I only know that because of my mom. <laughs> and I know who the superintendent is like on a regular basis, which is not fucking normal. That's you, not normal. They're at supposed all, to be dude. caring about district budgets and shit like that, and they're meeting with this kid. He's a problem child. Um. Anyway, so I was like in such a downward. Uh, trend that I think when I got fired, it was just another, you know, it was, it wasn't like, I was I like oh, I was overdue for that anyway. Yeah. I wasn't like a regular kid. If I was a regular kid and you get fired from your first job, I think it would crush you. Yeah. But I think I was already so, um, I've been fucking slammed on the floor. And I think even me applying for the job is me just trying to get up a little bit and Damn. it just, it just didn't work. So I just ended up like falling back down, you know? Damn. So it didn't, like, like that old lady, that fifty whatever year old lady, that didn't make it the first day. She was balling. When he told me like, um, you don't need to come back tomorrow. I was like, I guess I'll be selling some drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you, motherfucker! I'm gonna yeah. make more money. You know. Damn, I've never felt that. 
But I'm not surprised that you like <laughs> went through this shit because your life is so abnormal. There's like no fucking. I don't know how you fucking relate to anyone, to be honest with you. I think that's why I relate to everybody. Because you've been. Oh, like my story relates to other people or no. I, my heart relates to other people's lives. Uh, No one like your story is like. So this is everyone like there's a baseline. Yeah. And everyone's story is kind of like along this baseline, right? Like there's some like outliers here and there. But Bart is like over here. Yeah. <laughs> like you just cannot relate with all these other people. Oh, uh, I see. Or they can't relate with you. They can't relate with me, but I relate with everyone right. because of how much stuff I've been through. Right. So I understand. I'm like, oh, man, like. Um, you think you have it tough? Oh, I'm getting out and fucking kicked out of 20 schools. <laughs> Which is kind of cool well, that you're not, not like that. That's not relating. No, no, no. I know. It's kind of cool oh, that you're not oh, like oh, that. Oh, yeah. But I can see why you consider a lot of people bitches. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, it's not that bad. It could get worse. <laughs> it can get really worse. I've been there. And out of the worst, I think I had it the best. So even as bad as I had it, I'm very, very grateful. You know? Like, I banged, but I didn't die. I didn't go to jail. I don't have any bullet holes. I don't have a bullet hole through my fucking face. You know, like, um, I've rubbed shoulders with the worst. But I... With the worst? Yeah, but I've... um. What's the worst? Give me an example. Like people that do those kind of things. Like You're my rubbing shoulders. Like them? my yeah, like my prom date. She um my my prom date ended up joining a uh female gang. And the initiation is like a twelve person train on her by the, the male counterpart of it. So she had twelve dudes fuck her? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's like and then you and then I Are was you serious. I was in that world. Wait, uh, yeah, 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 but but, but so I'm up. I'm 15, right? I'm in that world. And you were like, that's tight. Yeah, and I'm like, that's fucking dope. She's fucking hard. She didn't let no man own her. She owned 12 dudes. Right. And she was how old? 15. She was probably 15. Yeah. <gasps> she got raped. That's rough, dude. I don't know if she got raped. She wanted it. God damn. I mean, that's just another world I don't know. Thank yeah, God that, to my parents because yeah. I'm literally around all of that. Like yeah. I've heard. Um, like that. So that's what I'm saying, right? Damn, where Where dude, like. Um, that you didn't get the worst of it. You when, got the best when of I, it. When I come back out of my deep depression into normal life. Yeah. That's when I look back and go, what the fuck that is? Like I can't imagine Taika being 15 and then he's exposed to that. And he comes, oh, you know what happened to my, my female classmate? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, uh, man, I'm so grateful I was sheltered. Or just dude. that kind of world, you know? Yeah. Like, that is imagine like uh, Taika, he's 15, he has to go to a funeral. Like, that kind of stuff. Because of gang related. Yeah, I get it. Just but. that world. Like, not even gang. Like, uh, like every school had the 15 year old, what happened, like prom, what whatever, drunk driving, racing, smashed, dead, you know? Yeah. And then, like, um, because I'm in that world, those things are are people I personally knew and then they're um, recurring instances. It's not just like, oh, there's that one time, the craziest story I ever heard in my high school was this. Yeah. It was, no, my buddy this, this week, next week, this, ne the other week, me. You know, it was like, like, th Damn. like that. You are lucky you didn't get swallowed up by that because it's so easy, right? Like you had the recipe to be that, like you're smart. Um, your parents are divorced. You come from a very unstable home. Your parents were super overbearing. Like, dude, 
that's fucking gnarly. That's yeah. why I'm saying you need to write a goddamn book or a goddamn story because you're just not normal. You're not the average person. Yeah. That is wild. So like as close as like literally as close as I was to literally all that stuff. I got to stop saying literally so goddamn it's much. It's probably it's happening like, next door. Lit, yeah, for sure it's happening. <laughs> lit. Um, for sure it's happening next door. Like my mom, I I remember so many fucking like uh instances where I was exposed to it, but because I was so sheltered, I didn't understand what was happening at the time. It's now in retrospect, when I look at it, I'm like, yo, that is some hood behavior. Like, I remember one time um, we lived in the front house and we had like a wire fence. So all it is is like a little gate. You like those ones that you latch up and then it just like swings in or out. Right. Um, and then we had the bushes along the alley that like cover up that alley. And it's like they're thick. So I remember I was just kind of playing there. And then my my dad or my brother comes and they're like um they're just kind of looking at these bushes and they're like Gio come over here and then like you just see a guy run out <laughs> like run out of these bushes because he's trying to get away from someone he was like in our fucking on our property and your brothers and sisters no one I don't knows remember who the at fuck? that point because oh. I was just so little yeah but nobody knows who that is um our house has gotten broken into but that was normal um and it was probably by one of our neighbors and we kind of knew who it was but he was just on cocaine all the time because yeah. when I was growing up cocaine was a shit um our neighbors next door always sold drugs. Cocaine or meth? Uh, I think it was cocaine. Maybe meth then because cocaine's expensive. When we grew up, meth was a shit. Okay, then it's meth. Um, um, yeah, like breaking into our shit, um, like being shot at, like literally, God damn it, I got to use a better word. But like, honestly, uh, like every week someone was getting shot up. Like our house had so many bullet holes. Okay, that sounds exaggerated, but like our front gate had bullet it holes. Like, I still see them um nice little souvenirs it yeah or like there were nights especially on the weekends where you would hear people blasting music but then getting in fights at the end of it so like the neighborhood kids we knew that like you can get up and start looking on you know the apartment lawns because i live like next to nothing but like apartments and stuff um that like you're gonna find a bunch of shit on the on the grass that's crazy because um you lived in it like geographically like deep in it and it never touched you. So your parents did a crazy good job sheltering you. Yeah, amazing. Like it never, this was my life. Uh, I would wake up in the morning, get ready for school, go. Our car was parked in a garage. We had a garage, luckily. Um, get in the car, garage opens, get out, garage door closes. We start just driving to my school. Which is on the other side of town. Well, not yeah. even in the same town, another town, way better Different town. city, yeah. Um, 10, 15 minute drive um go to school after school then i'd probably do like an extracurricular like either dance or art or sports eventually and then come back home do homework eat dinner knock out that was it like i was not allowed to go outside i wasn't doing any of that like i could never leave my the gate my fence any of that like it was just there so that's why i was just like fuck i need human contact you know what's crazy is on the flip side, my day in the life of when I was like 15 or 16 would be me waking up at a homie's house, um, having slept there for like three or four days already because we've been raving nonstop. And then uh, the one of our homies' houses that um, we slept at the most, his older brother 
and his cousins and all their friends, they're like OGs. And then by OGs, I mean they're probably like 26, 27. So that's really OG to people that are like 16 or 17. And they all been in jail. And we're like they'll bring home rental cars, like minivans. And the kids, the youngsters, we're reupholstering the car so that we can stuff pills into where the stuffing used to be so that we can traffic the drugs cross state lines. And that was so normal. And one of the dudes that was in there, um, he was like one of the goofiest dudes. And uh, he was like triple OG to all of us because he was a known cop killer. So he's one of those dudes that one, I don't even know he was if he was legal, if he was an illegal immigrant from Cambodia or Vietnam or Laos or wherever. But, you know, like the Southeast Asian gangs are fucking crazy. And so this guy is one of those dudes where um, if they ever find out who he is, they have like that hidden blue code where we're just shooting him on site regardless of evidence because this guy has taken out so many of, of the brothers in blue. And that was like the people that we looked up to. I'm like, oh, him? Oh, he's like triple OG. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. And that, that was the world. Damn. You know, and then they would be like, all right, cool. Uh, we got this van. We're going to go to a rave in this state and then we'll roll through that state. And then all these dudes, I mean, they're the guys that also helped me get into lifting because they're all like jacked. And we would go and then they'll be like, Here, here's like 20 pills, 50 pills. Just go sell it. Um, Whatever you make, keep it. They're like, they're like super. So they really took care of us, too, because they're selling by the thousands, ten thousands, you know. And that was like our typical life that we were in. That's cute. I like how you think they're taking care of you, but they're not. They're just grooming you. Because they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. Like, yeah. why would I get, I'm, I'm going to be like, how quickly can this kid move some shit, make his connections? Hopefully yeah. he stays in this gang. He fucking better stay in this fucking gang. And now he works for me. This of was, course. This, was, this is my life outside of gang life. That's crazy. Dude. That's that, that life is me going, hey, I'm done with my <laughs> gang life. It's all about love now. So Let that was, sell some so that was my pills. raver face. So on the so that so that to me was like me not even involved in the underworld. Isn't that crazy? The perspective of like when you're that young, yeah. I'm like, oh no, these are just like doing homie favors now. Like me unpacking like this the foam yeah, yeah. And, and the car without seats. knowing you're still in the underworld. Yeah, without knowing I'm still like doing that kind of stuff. I just didn't. My perspective is just because I wasn't actively fucking people up or like robbing houses. I'm like, oh, this is uh. This is cool. Like this is, I'm not hurting nobody. I'm just taking these foam apart. And before we turn it back to Hertz, I'm gonna put the foam parts right back in. They're not even gonna know anything happened. So the flip to your flip, I remember trying to ask my parents, like, oh God, and this was the fucking worst. And I'm sure like anyone that's Mexican can relate to this shit. Hey mom, can I go to so and so's house? I don't know. Ask your dad. Fuck. All right. Wait for my dad to get home. Hey dad, is it is it okay if I can go to so and so's house? And mind you, this, these are the friends that my parents already know because. Um, my mom needs to know every single one of my friends, their moms, where they live, all of that. Like my mom's very much involved. And uh, my mom, my dad will be like, well, I don't know. What'd your mom say? Well, she said to ask you. I don't know. I don't want to know anything. Go ask your mom. I'm like, fuck. Right. So then finally, when someone says I can hang out, it's literally for like, there we go again. Uh, it, it's it's going to be for like an hour or two. What prevented you from sneaking out or running away from home? I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cutest thing I I've was heard. so fucking sheltered. I thought the world was gonna fucking kill me. I thought I was gonna get raped, murdered, kidnapped, trafficked, like all of that bad shit I thought was gonna happen to me. Like I knew nothing outside of that fence. And I just knew there were a bunch of bad people and I was a hot commodity. 
<laughs> that was it. Oh, damn. And I was just like, nah, dude. I only stuck out of my house one time, and that's when I was 20-something. And I was so scared. I was like, holy shit. I was really scared of, like, my parents. Wow, that's um, awesome. So, yeah. So then I'd go to my friend's house, and the, my mom and that she would talk to my friend's mom and she would give her the lowdown like i don't want them out here i don't want her to do this like please make sure that like you keep an eye on them like if we'd go on school field trips because my mom's part of that school district she would know every single driver every single teacher every single fucking ta all of that shit uh and she'd be like keep an eye on that one let me know if she does anything and i'm like fuck so like my mom had her hand in every aspect of my life so I mean, I'm grateful now. That's crazy. But at that time, I'm just like so regulated that I'm like, fuck, man, let me fucking do something. So now you can see why I was dying to have a car. Yeah. Because I'm like, and and I was dying to work. Like I remember in high school, I've never been the kid to be like, can you buy me this? Can you buy me this? Can you buy me this? Because I would just see my parents work so hard that I'm like, I'm not doing shit to earn my keep here like i should be earning my own money like i just felt guilty asking for things not that i ever felt poor which is really ironic because we definitely weren't like super poor but we weren't like well off obviously if i live in the hood right but um i always wanted to work because i wanted to earn my own money and like um anything that i could do to take care of myself i would like do my own laundry like all that shit right so, like, as soon as I could save up money, I'm like, the first thing I'm doing is buying my freedom, a.k.a. a car. Mm. Yeah. On the flip side, um, I think one of the best jobs that I ever did was uh, in the Marine Corps. I think, um, one, shout outs to my boss. I think he helped me a lot because he gave me, like, a really good framework. I think also the Marine Corps kind of does, but I think... The Marine Corps framework is so hardcore that it either burns you out, makes you hate it, or makes you excel. It's it's probably those three. Like most people, they either get out immediately after their four or six year enlistment, or they go life, or they just don't want to do anything military ever again. But when I by the time I joined the Marine Corps, I was eighteen, and, and uh, that's when I was really like, I really got to get my life together. So my own plan when I graduated high school was join the Marine Corps, go to community college, um, do the whole reserves thing so I can go to school and do the whole military thing at the same time, study my ass off, get into a really good four-year university. That's my goal. Like I really wanted to like turn my life around. And I, I, so I think although like it's really hard to go night and day, I definitely had my um, my relapses. Like my first quarter, I didn't do so good. I still like uh of course ditched and, and all that you know yeah yeah um, but I, every time i feel really guilty and i'd really almost like lecture myself like 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 hold myself accountable so my first Did you hold your own shirt like listen here you fucking bitch yeah like by and like by doing bad i, I mean like 3.3 which is insanely good to in high school in high school is like one point something across the board you know um but something that i really liked about the marine corps that made me want to kill it is um one of the things that my boss taught me was you always want to learn your boss's job. That's how you get promoted. And also in, in the Marine Corps, you're paid according to your rank. So if you want to make more money, you need to get promoted fast. So he was like, if you want to take, if you can do my job, I can trust you. I can work on bigger things. I could take my job, my boss's job. We'll all get promoted together. 
So there's that one mindset I really liked. And the other thing that you always hear, especially when you're a younger Marine, is if you're not busy, I'll find work for you. So you're just always, you know, like uh, finding some sort of busy work and there's like almost zero downtime. So like, let's say, um, so I, I worked in uh, supply and like, let's say we got all the equipment and supplies necessary for a, a certain exercise, right? It's like literally running inventory. We get all that stuff ready and then we have to always double check, like reconcile our inventory with the budget that we get every year because we like things have to get allocated, right? Like if we're, if, can we afford to destroy these five packs? Um, Cause do we have enough money to buy other five or do we need another five for something else that we need in the future? That kind of stuff. So you're always like, you know, cross-checking these numbers. This and, is you at 18? Well, it's a, it's a whole team. It's a whole like, your whole like oh, I see, I see. Um, section, right? Got it. So we drew this together with my boss. I was boss. about to compliment you, but yeah, you're right. You're dumb. Yeah, I'm dumb. With my supply, with my boss as my leader, my supply chief as my leader. He runs all this, all this stuff. But because he always has to take my job and also stay busy or I'll find work for you, um, that created this type of mentality where even when things are perfect, how can I make it perfecter? So after we have like a big goal, like wall-to-wall -wall inventory, make sure everything is set in place and everything is set, I would still walk through our supply where all like uh, all the shelves of all of our stuff is. And I'm like, what's a faster way we can do uh, to run inventory? What's a more efficient way that we can keep track of stuff? Because this time when we did our inventory, it took us two days. Can I bring that down to one day? And then so like one of the things that I started doing was I would take things and I would wrap it in bundles of five or ten. So like let's say if we're going to count um, a thousand ammo pouches, instead of counting like literally, hey, you count 100, I count 100, you count 100. They're already in groups of 10. And then so now we're just got to count like all of us just has to count 100 things, you know. So like we were able to bring that down. Is there better ways we can relabel the warehouse? Is there a better way we can have like the feng shui or the flow of the warehouse where we notice people, they check in or check out. They're always in this order. Let's let's uh, do it according to how the new workflow is. And there's constantly is we're improving the efficiency of stuff. And me constantly wanting to learn more from my boss so that I can do his job. And uh, I ended up picking up sergeant in like four years in the reserves, which is like very, very, very rare. Uh, what is the average for that position? So at that time, um, it was tough to even pick up sergeant at all in your first enlistment. Like if you picked up corporal, which is like a non-commissioned officer, which is right under sergeant, you did pretty good. If you could pick up corporal in five, six years, that's pretty good. Um, but I picked up sergeant in four years. I don't think I've ever been that stellar. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't think I, I honestly, I feel like I've just been this average person my whole life. Oh, and it was so good to the point where. On the end of my enlistment, um, they had this thing called end zone. So corporal and sergeant is non-commissioned officer. Uh, sar staff sergeant and above, it's called like a staff non-commissioned officer. So now you start rubbing shoulders in like the big boardrooms. Um, so in zone, meaning like you have enough on your resume to even be considered to go into that side of things. Dang. I was in zone on my sixth year and I was offered a bonus to re-enlist. How much was a bonus? Um, probably like, I don't know, like 10 grand a year extra or whatever. Um, but it was going to be like, that's how, how dope I was doing where they wanted to keep me as on to do another year or two, you know, 
but at that time i just had like so much on my mind like i was at ucla and then i fell in love with jk and like i was just like um, i think this was a really good chapter of my life but i was ready to move on from both school and the military yeah 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 i don't think i've had anything like that i don't think i've ever been stellar at anything so you've just been lukewarm the whole time not too bad not too good yeah i think so i think i've always just been an average person no one ever told you man he fucking smashed at this not that it, I recall. Or maybe I don't take compliments, but no, I don't remember. You don't ever do things and go, man, I'm better than everyone at this. No, I never do that. Really? You think you're the same as everybody? Um, I think we all have our own strengths. Like I'll see other people and I'm like, man, I can't do what they're doing. You know, but I'm, I'm never really going like, I'm the fucking shit. Like I've never had that mindset. Oh, damn. Not that it's good or bad, but... um. Yeah, I always feel like I'm like, fuck, I don't know enough about this shit. Let me keep like, who else is really good here that I can like learn? Oh, that person's actually better than me. I perceive it better than me. I'm like, okay, let me learn, let me see what I can learn from that person. But I, I don't ever feel like I'm a like, like outstanding. Has there ever been a job where you're really proud of yourself at? Where I'm really proud of myself? Not really, no. Really? Yeah. I feel like I can always do better. Yeah, you can always do better. Yeah, but I always feel like, oh, I did enough to just kind of like hang in there. Yeah. Maybe that's what keeps me striving for it, that I'm that I, I, I'm always going like, yeah, this is not good. I or should maybe do you're not focusing on the objectives. Like, you know, the Marine Corps? Yeah. Um, every rank has more benefits. So literally when I get another Chevron and you see me, I could tell you what to do. Well, for me... And I, also, not only that, we cannot know each other. I can literally go to another yeah, base. Yeah, that's cool because it's a physical thing, That's right? what I'm saying, right? So that's like, there's an objective metric, right? Yeah. Or um, in like basketball, like every game I know I you... I any of that. I know you score 10 points. I score 20 points. I'm obviously better than you. Yeah. So for me, remember these two jobs I had? The first one was the bookstore. There's nothing really there. Right. I just thought I was a good seller because I was just like uh, during the school year, people would come in. We would buy back their books. Right. So then there's this program, the software that you use, you like um, the, like you scan their IBN number. ISBN. ISBN number. And then uh, the computer will like spit out what it costs mm. for you to buy that book like uh, industry. So then I'm like, oh, I don't want to pay that. So then I would like undercut or like sell it so that I can make my boss's money. Isn't that funny? And I wouldn't get like a cut from that or anything. I would just get this sense of pride where I'm like, yeah, I close that shit, you know? Um, so stupid. But you don't go like, hey, like other coworker, how many did you close? No, there wasn't other coworkers. It's so oh, small. I see. The only time we had coworkers, they were temps because uh, it's only at like the first week of school where it gets nuts. What about the bank job? There's no other uh, like bankers like you and you're like, well, because obviously you got more bonuses than everyone else and you got all these I don't know privileges. if I got it more than anyone else. I just knew I had my bonus. Oh. Like I wasn't sitting there comparing. Right? But weren't because you getting invited to that special Disneyland restaurant? Like I was. Old, isn't that like only like the top regional or top whatever? Yeah, but I don't know how many of those got it outside of my branch. Right? Like I know in my branch, it was probably like me and maybe someone else. So that means you knew at your branch you were the best. Yeah, but I, at the same time too, I'm like... I don't know. I'm I, I'm just like... Because if no one else from your branch is going... Yeah, I just don't think I'm the shit. You know, maybe because I just didn't even really respect that job where I was just like, this is just a me... This is just a... a, a like, I'm still moving up. This is still entry level for me. 
you know? But you could kill it in first grade. Yeah, but I wasn't like super killing. Like, I just didn't feel like I'm the shit. It was one like, sick. My hard work's paying off because I'm getting bonuses. Cool. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep trying to attack it. Oh. So it was just like that. Um, I was never really like comparing or trying to think of what other people were doing. I'm like, my objective is to move out of my house, hit these goals. Am I getting closer to that or am I getting further away? If I'm getting further away, I'm doing the wrong thing. If I'm getting closer, cool. And me getting closer was getting more money. So I'm like, sick. I'm, I'm, I'm going down the path I want to go. So I didn't really care about what anyone else was doing. But I didn't feel like I was like, shit. Damn. I just felt like I was so tunnel vision with me trying to hit my own objectives that if I'm like, if I'm getting closer to that, then I'm doing the right thing. That's crazy. I don't know if it's maybe like either my Asian upbringing or maybe just my mom specifically. But ever since I was a kid, like um, knowing where I stand was so important. Yeah, for sure. It's an Asian thing and your mom thing. Because like even like in uh, I remember in junior high, they would post the test results. And they would post it on the wall, but have your student ID number, right? Fucking geek. So no one would be like... I didn't give a fuck. So no one... Uh, it's anonymous, but you know where you're at. And I always have to go look. Because the times that I cared, I want to make sure that I'm up there. Yeah. But the times I don't care, I'm like, I, already, I don't give a fuck anymore. And it's like, pew, all the way at the bottom. Yeah. I don't think I cared because I just... I've always felt so average. I felt so average literally in every part of my life. So I'm like, mm, I'm probably in the middle always. So I'm like, what? There's no point. Are you happy with the success that you have had then? Or do you feel like your success is average too? Um, when I look around and I pull, because I'm such a workaholic and a workhorse, I don't really sit there to think about that. And it's not until I go back to my previous life, if you will, um, where I meet up with old friends or I see where people from my high school are and just kind of like the, the trajectory of their life where it seems to be aligned to what my goals were before being introduced to the life of YouTube and like an alternative, yeah, an alternative lifestyle in entrepreneurship. That's when I'm like, oh shit, this is different. But besides that, I don't really sit there and think about it and think about how different it is. But it is, right? Like when I, when now having this conversation, I'm like, fuck, that is, it's not normal at all. But I never think I'm really good. Again, I've, it's, I'm average, you know? Mm. Interesting. It's, yeah, so um, for you, you had parents and culturally, you want to know where you stand. Um, Probably comes even from the Asian school system, you know? Because it's yeah. like you ever, all the people want to test into the best elementary school. That's how early it starts. And from the elementary school, yeah, you want to no. test into the best middle, middle school and test into the best high school. So even though we don't have that system over here, my mom probably carried that culture and that drive of understanding that like, you always got to try to be the best. Mm, yeah, no. And, and then brought that over here. Best was never like a, it was never like heavily enforced. Like even for, it wasn't um, even a thing. Even at Chinese school, there was like a singing competition that my mom entered me into. And then even that thing, and all you win is a high well, C. Well, it seems like too, like your, your, um, your mom came from a different like financial bracket, right? Even though she is, I was going to say imported. But <laughs> <laughs> imported goods. They paid tariffs for her. Yeah, even though she did come here from another country. Yeah. She came here from people that had money that were able to afford her ass to be flown out here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like her mindset is not survival. It's more like they, my parents, maybe they didn't even have to survive. You know, maybe no, her parents, 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 parents survived. 
And then just generationally, my, it got my better mom's and better. parents had to survive because they left a warring, a warring nation. Oh, so then she got it better. So but we're my mom's college educated, which is rare. So your mom is like us. Oh, your mom is like me. Your in mom Taiwan. is Taiwan. Yeah. Yeah. And she moved here by will, which is why her other two siblings are still over there. Yeah. Like so she's not sense. a she's not a refugee. She didn't come here to seek a better life. She came here because my dad asked. Yeah. To marry her. Whereas like my family, like we are that first generation. Oh, I see. Like, first generation of like success or or more than. Than having to survive. Than, uh, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Because my parents came here, teens, nothing at all. Super poor, ground up, you know. Yeah. Whereas your mom, I mean, your dad's also that way, ground up. Yeah, my dad's Your like mom, that. though, is not ground up. Your mom is super ground, grass, pretty good foundation, Maybe even like a small little house on there. Yeah. And now she can go out of that. Yeah. So that's really dope. That's really fortunate. So like when I think about it like that, I'm just like, whoa. I've done a lot. You've done a lot? Yeah. Right? Considering like where my parents started to where I'm at, I'm like, whoa. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah, gnarly. Yeah. But yeah. I don't What the fuck was that? That my watch oh it was my watch shit that was our address hey uh, uh, let's nats. cut out hey nats can you cut out our address the whole thing that whole section why did it do that oh where i'm at oh maybe fucking i gotta cancel it okay what was i saying oh when i think about it okay yeah, yeah but that's not something i ever really think about i don't really think about shit like that It's time to wrap it up, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know if you had a follow up to that. Okay. Um, yeah, but that's not something I really think about. I should I should probably do some more digging and see why or not. I could just leave it alone. Um, where do you think you lie now? In what, in what regard? What you're asking? Like, do you think you're in a place now where you're like, um, you're super killing it, or you're just like it's just a, it's a different phase? Um, in my phase now. I don't think I'm killing it at all. Yeah, you think you're super... But killing it in terms of career, because I think you're killing it as a husband and a father. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I think in that regard, I feel like I'm a pretty good husband. And I think I'm a pretty good dad. You're an outstanding husband and you're an outstanding dad. Oh, thank you, Mama. That's very cuny. Yeah, I'm not trying to be cuny, dude. But I also think, <laughs> I also think like the bigger the leagues you go, the the bigger the the galaxy right so yeah. like i think like when you're in a small pond it's like the top junior high basketball player does good cool it gets to go to the best high school now he's no longer the starting point guard might be a bench player you know or if let's say he is he goes to college scholarship you. right yeah. then he gets to the nba and he's ranked 50 yeah it's like all of a sudden right and then you go okay all-time best point guards not even on the list that's i think where i'm at you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, I think like I, I think like I crushed it a lot, and then um, but as I enter into the bigger and bigger world, so maybe like early JK, when we really cared about making an impact and doing well on YouTube, we used to be on the front page. So that means top one hundred channels uh, of uh, of comedy, probably top one hundred um, even Asian American channels, right? So it's yeah. like pretty up there. And then as we grew the company. Um, you know, everyone's goals are well, different. And YouTube is growing. And YouTube's growing, right? Yeah. And then, so some people care about 
where their channel status is. Um, me and Joe really cared about lifestyle, the team. So now those metrics aren't the same metrics that right. YouTube measures. They measure other things. So the YouTube keeps growing and then now we're kind of growing sideways, focusing on the, th which is also a luxury, which is really cool, growing sideways into things that we really care about. Yeah. Right? Kind of like, uh, like who's that chick? Um, like, like Jessica Alba, right? I, I believe she's a billionaire now or Reese Witherspoon. So Reese Witherspoon is. So yeah, like, like they're in acting and then maybe at one point they were one of the most grossing, hot. grossing actors, right? Yeah. And then they're like, you know what? I have another passion and it kind of grew this way. Yep. So in terms of the acting world, it's, dude, and you're dropping rankings, right? There's all these new people, Margot Robbie, whoever, all these people now. But then now they're going and focusing on the other things that make their own hearts happy. Yeah. But if you zoom out from a from a acting perspective, yeah. not that high, I think same thing where I go. So if I'm viewing our YouTube channel and the world of YouTube, very mediocre. Um, but my heart is extremely full because I get to spend on time on the things I really care about, which is being a dad and being a husband. Yeah. Yeah. That's super sick. And I think it does. That's why I was asking it. It, it does. It does work out like that. It depends on what it is that you're measuring. Um, but going back to you saying like, it depends on like the world that you're in that like, you'll feel like the big fish in a small pond, or you'll feel like the small fish in a big pond. And I think I've always felt like the small fish in a big pond because I'm getting exposed to so many things all the goddamn time that I'm always like, if I ever feel like I'm the big, the big fish, I'm like, oh shit, I don't need to be here. I need to get out of here because I know I don't know shit about fuck or fuck about shit yeah. that I'm always going like, as soon as I start sounding like I know what the fuck I'm like, like I'm becoming the head of this group, I need to get out. Because I'm like, I'm a fucking dumbass. Yeah. So me being the head of this group, no, 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 no. We're going downhill, baby. It's very true. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> well, damn, thank you. That was a really dope question. That was that was a really dope question that I don't really think about. Um, And it really puts quite a few things in perspective for me because I'm going like, fuck, that's true. Like, I've come a long way and I don't really sit there to really think about that. Um, So it was really it was really cool for you to bring that up. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the answers of the future reside in the past. Okay, Confucius. So um, I like talking about stuff like that because it's uh, it's cool to share that journey with lots of people, you know? Like you yeah. remember I told you even like when we first started dating, um, just that interests me. Like I would read, I love biographies. I was reading biography of like Abe oh, Lincoln. Oh, I thought like you dating me was interesting. Got it. No, no, like uh, Abe Lincoln, Babe oh, Ruth. Uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Lady Gaga, I remember you had a book on Lady Gaga, yeah. and I was like, why? I just really like, I enjoy people's stories. Like their origin stories. Because we we just, like Bill Clinton, you know, like Clinton's not even his last name. I believe it took the the, the name of his stepdad. Why? Yeah. You know, just stuff like that where I, I was, um, I was just always like interested in how people became who they are. Yeah. Because we view people and then we have this pedestal status for them. And it's just taken for granted, but everyone climbed their own pedestal. Yeah. So it's cool to hear people's stories, how they got there and stuff like that. And, and it's 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 really inspiring. And it's something that I've always liked, even as a kid, I just loved hearing stories like that. Yeah. If um, I probably shouldn't promote this because I just want to be selfish, but I also do like enjoying uh, any type of of enrichment in anyone that cares to listen to me is uh, how I built this. I love listening to that podcast because mm. it brings in the top heavy hitters of any and every industry in Fortune 500 companies. 
um, and just any company we've ever heard of. And they'll bring in, you know, the CEO, the founder or whatever of it. And then they're like, how did you build this? And then they they walk you through all of their trials and tribulations. And it's so relatable because like as a fellow entrepreneur, I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm right there right now. And oh, shit, this is very normal. OK, cool. So, yeah, now we get to contribute to that, which is really sick. Dope. And on that note, I'm not even going to ask you if you have anything else to contribute because I already know your goddamn answer. Nope. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you got some really dope gems from this episode. Please let us know in the comments below if there's anything else that you, you see us doing or not talking about that you do want us to talk about. Until then, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.